Blog Talk Radio. All right, good morning. Oh, man, let's see what we got going on here. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm having a little problem with the periscope. Hey, you guys on? Compass call, hey, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Dickie Jones. Good morning, good morning. Let me uh, get this on. Hey, I mean, Justin, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Judy Burnett. Hello, Sister Burnett. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning. How's everyone? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Tina, good morning. Deacon Jones, good morning. Sister Deloach, Sister Burnett, good morning to you guys. Everybody that's coming in on Periscope, sorry about that. I thought I was on and I was not. Hey, happy Friday, Nikki Cole. Yay. <laughs> it's a good Friday. Friday's always good, right? Uh, rain or no rain, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, we got a little rain here, but rain never hurt anybody. Hey, good morning, Lady Kelly. Good morning, Big Whip, what's going on, man? My brother-in-law there, um, Mark. Luke Che, what's going on? Belinda, good morning. Listen, we had a fantastic time last night. That's Robin. Hey, good morning, Robin. Uh, Pam Whitaker, hey, Sister Pam, good morning. Sister Cynthia, good morning. We had a fantastic time last night at the uh, National Day of Prayer. I'm not sure what you guys got going on or where you were. Hey, Miss Foreman, good morning. Rube, what's going on, man? Uh, Val, hey, I see the hearts going up on Periscope. Let me see those hearts coming up. Live hearts. I see orange hearts, purple hearts, blue hearts. I know that has to be another color. Brown hearts. I see them. Thank you guys so much for the hearts. And uh, everybody that's sharing on uh, Facebook, appreciate that. Hey, Chris Jones, good morning to you. Minister Blunt is on. Hello. Uh, Sister Cynthia, yes, uh, we had National Prayer all over the country, obviously. Uh, in Franklin, we had a great time at the Rock Church, hosted by Pastor Dillon. Uh, great, great time. And, Mark, I got to figure out, man, how you got that emoji. I need that. Kendra, Kendra, hey, Kendra, good morning. Kendra done switched it up, left Facebook and went to Periscope. Uh, but, look, glad you're with us either way. Hey, Latrice, good morning. Sister Cynthia, good morning. You sleepy? Look, hold on about 10 minutes, not even 10. Give us seven minutes, and then you can go right back to sleep. Good morning. Matter of fact, since we only have 10 minutes, let's, uh, let's jump in. Come on, let's jump into our Devo today. Uh, again, we have been Young Polo. Uh, hey, Asia. Who is that, Asia? Asia, what's going on? Good morning to you, Asia, to Cheryl. Good morning. Look, we've been dealing with uh, kind of handling our scars, particularly survivor scars. Remember, if you have scars, it is a sign that you have already been successful. And this week, again, as we kind of close it, we've been talking about how to really regain uh, and re uh, reassess your value, how to make it um, when you're trying to get you back. Right, and, and the last deposit into this regaining who you are, I'll be honest, uh, it may be a little more challenging than some of the other things we talked about, but trust me, if you trust God, um, this, even, even this, I really believe, helps you in the survival process. 
So we're in John 20, right? And then John 20, verse 17, that's not our focal scripture, but John 20, verse 17 is kind of the story we've been following. Jesus has been resurrected. Mary goes to meet him. Actually, Peter and John come. Uh, they don't see Jesus. They go back home. Mary hangs around. She meets Jesus in the garden. Jesus says, woman, she doesn't recognize him. Jesus says, Mary, she turns around, calls them Rabboni, right, Rabboni, because she needs a teacher. That was yesterday. And then here's this twist. After she recognizes who he is, she grabs his feet, right? She clenches his ankles. She wraps her arms around him. She has now what is a sense of security. This is what she's always done. Every time she needed uh, to feel comforted, every time she needed to be nurtured, she would grab the feet of Jesus. She would jump down to the feet of Jesus. She would squeeze tightly. You know, that's what we do when we want to know something is real. We hold on tightly to it. We go back to what is our normal habit. Which brings me to today, because after you have been scarred and you are expecting people to see you differently and accept you differently, you know, the catch is you can't only expect them to treat you differently, but even you and I have to now act and move, maneuver, and particularly think differently, which brings us to today, because today's devotional is entitled um, The Reward of Relief, uh, and we're looking at Jeremiah 33 and 3. Jeremiah 33 and 3, and I'll be honest, there are a number of scriptures that uh, we could have read, maybe maybe some more I'll even toss out. Uh, but Jeremiah 33 and 3 say this. It says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you a great and unsearchable thing that you do not know. Yes, yeah, somebody else, go ahead and type that up there. Facebook, let me see you write that. Uh, if you're on a conference call, you know, whisper to somebody or write it down. I want to make sure that we have some type of retention and it's easy to remember when you engage in it. Jeremiah 33 and 3 Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Look, well, one of the hardest things after you have survived a scar is trying to now restructure how you are to live. And here's what happened with Mary. Mary goes back to what was normal. She grabs his feet. But in John 20, verse 17, Jesus says this. He says, do not touch me. As a matter of fact, in some translations, it says, uh, let go of me. Uh, do not clasp me. See, she had made the mistake of, after her scars, trying to still have the same standards, the same actions for security. Uh, she had kept what was her same, um, her same system for living. When what he's now trying to tell her is, look, you can't do things now the way you used to do them. As a matter of fact, you're holding on to me. Uh, because this is how you're going to cease your fear. You want to know that I'm real. But now, after the scars, everything that you need, you're not going to be able to touch. You're not going to be able to see. You're not going to have tangible evidence. You're going to have to live not on facts, but on faith. So, look, I don't want you to believe me because you can touch me. Back off for a minute. I want you to still believe me just because you heard my voice and because you can see me. And today I want to really confirm for someone that in this new place, right, this new place, right, familiarity, in this new place, after your scars, some of the things that you always wanted, I'm not saying you can't have it, I'm not saying it's not going to come, but what I am saying is you may want to uh, release your ideas, right? Uh, Let go of some of the things you thought you had to have in order to be successful. Uh, let go, release, let go of some of the people you thought you had to be with and encounter and walk with and engage and live with and marry in order to go forward. Let go 
of uh, what you thought was your security blanket. If you thought it was always about making money and having a job, that may no longer be the security blanket. After the scars, not only are people going to look at you differently, but you have to look at life differently. And what he's really trying to help Mary do is understand that, listen, the things we did before our scars are not the things we're going to do post our scars. You used to love being down at my feet, right? You did that with the alabaster box. You used to grab hold of me. I would hug you. But now we're at a new place. And notice what he says. He says this in John 20, 17. He says, let me go because I have not yet ascended. It's almost to say that when you have this restructuring of your goals and morals and standards, it's not lowering your standards. No, no. It's actually raising your standards to this new level. Remember, you're wiser. You're stronger. You are better now than you were before. And since you are such a peculiar and more powerful person, you've got to trust in faith that this new thing, this new experience, this new idea of life is not less. It's actually lifting you. It's not worse. It's actually taking you to the winter circle in another place. And, again, let me, let me be clear. I'm not saying it's easy uh, because, you know, you had in your mind these constructs. You had in your mind these constructs that at a particular age you would already be married. At a particular age you would own your own business. And in this particular city, you know, you would have this amount of uh, political pull. In, in this place with family, your family would, you know, be there for you this many times. You, you thought that even though you guys didn't get married, that he was at least still going to pay the child support and take care of the child. And you got all of these constructs in your mind, and what makes you frustrated, what's creating anger and tension in you right now, is not that the things aren't happening. It's that you have now come to the new place with all ideas. You cannot put new wine in old wineskins. And you, I'm sorry, you cannot put old wine in new wineskins, right? Uh, and you, my friend, are new wineskins. You, you cannot uh, force these small or these small ideas into this survival mentality. You are in a new place. Because you're in a new place, I'm suggesting that there's something that you're going to have to release. And it starts with releasing your ideas. As a matter of fact, Romans 12 says this. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Matter of fact, the first part of it says present your body as a living sacrifice. In other words, whatever you thought had to be, let it die. I'm, I'm going to pause there because I know, I know this is the easiest idea. But if you can release your ideas, I, I promise you, if you can change what you expect to make you better, Expect to make you a winner. Expect to make you successful. In this new place, God is going to do a new thing. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. Uh, you know, next week. But but next week we're going to talk about who's on your side. And interestingly enough, in John chapter twenty, after Jesus says, "Mary, don't touch me," he gives her a new message. He says, "Look, go and tell the disciples. Watch this. What you have seen, what I have said, not what you can touch, not what you thought." Not what you've written down. Tell them what I've just told you, the new news, good news, and tell them what you have seen because this new faith is going to require a new mindset. Here's what's crazy. After Jesus gets to the disciples, the Bible says he didn't give them the Holy Spirit. <laughs> wow. He didn't wait till Acts chapter 2. He didn't wait until Pentecost. But because he has an intimate relationship with this group, he gives them something that can hold them on the inside before they break down because of the changes that are taking place on the outside. And I want to tell you, friends, family, look, the same thing. You are a survivor. And since you have made it through, 
Now what I want you to do, what I want you to consider, what I want you to be in prayer about is releasing your ideas. Because if you can release your ideas, God is going to refresh you. He's going to renew you. He's going to recommit some ideas to you that you had never thought of before. If I could help you just for a moment, because some of you are saying, I hear you, but how do I do it? Well, let me say this. Whatever you're holding on to at first, whatever constructs you have, whatever ideas you thought had to be absolute and mandatory, they weren't your ideas anyway. That's why you can release them. You know, the idea of a lease, whenever you lease something, you're simply renting something that belonged to someone else, a lease, when you lease an apartment, when you lease a car. Uh, you know, if you're in school, you can lease books. All you're doing is you're getting something that belongs to someone else. And I'm saying that whatever construct you had, whatever idea you had in the beginning, whatever mindset you had made up as mandatory, that may not have been your idea. That may have been forced on you by society. It may have been forced on you by your friends. You know, after enough of your friends do it, then you think you're supposed to do it. It may have been forced on you by some denomination or uh, some polity made in an organizational structure. But if you are in Christ Jesus, you are free to think outside the box. You are free to live with new rules and new laws and on new levels. You are free to release. In other words, rent something else. But this time what you rent, make sure that it is what God has given. Let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. Jeremiah 33 and 3, it says this one more time. Jeremiah 33 and 3, it confirms to us uh, that God, if you call to him, he will give you answers and give you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. Come on, let's, let's go forward. Father, I thank you so much. I thank you for uh, the time you've given us, this moment you've allowed us to spend in your presence, kind of sharing your word. And, God, as we go forward, as we go forward with the awesome task of showing and proving who you are and your strength as we have survived our scars, our prayer, God, is that you give us now the courage to release, the faith to move forward, and, God, the wisdom to not just do what we want, but to hear your voice, the yeses and the noes, the go and the stop, the now or the later, the who and the who not. God, our prayer is that you give us the sermon. We pray it in Jesus' name. Help us release so we can be rewarded. Amen. And listen, you guys have a great day, great day today. Um, Thank you. It's a good weekend.